Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. I'm bringing you a Facebook Live today that I did over on the main page. Hopefully, you follow us over there and uh, we can do some live interaction together. Or if you haven't joined the official Revelation Wellness community page, it's a group page back on Facebook. I'll be sure to put it in the show notes. You're welcome to come on over. Um, it's where this question came from. Today's podcast was uh, spurred on by a question by one of our community uh, group participants. And they want to know the difference or kind of helping with overcoming binge eating. So today we define binge eating, the difference from overeating and binge eating. And I not only am I going to share with you um, what to do because there there is always a way out. That's right. We have given a way out. We have sober minds. We are not stuck in our situation. There are things that we can do. But not only am I going to talk about what to do, but how to do it. I'm always big on the how. I don't want to just talk about things without giving you the very practical, granular things to, to put into practice. So we'll do that today. Um, Before I let you go, don't forget, Weight Loss God's Way, our Faith Then Food and Fitness Challenge, our brand new one, starts on January 6th, but sign-ups close January 2nd at 11.59 p.m. That's going to come up fast. We're going to hit into Christmas and New Year's, and you're all going to be so busy, so don't forget, any donation amount gets you in. This is limited time to just open it up to a donation. It's a gift to you, uh, back to you for any donation amount. So don't delay, click on the show link, hit your, get on over there and get yourself ready and we will blast off together in the new year. We're going to talk weight loss, we're going to talk practical stuff, but we're going to go deeper into your heart as always, as always. I really want to reframe your why and your desire for good body health and also give you the practical tools to get there. All right, so we will do all that. And end of the year giving for anyone who gives $1,000 or more. Um, to our end of the year giving campaign. So I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, You will be in my private Facebook group for the Weight Loss God's Weight Challenge. We will work together um, back there, answer your questions, do some Facebook Lives together, and who knows what else. I've got some surprises for that group as well. It is a limited amount of people to join it. So if you're thinking about putting some of your end of the year tax donations that way, please go ahead, do that, and don't delay. And don't forget, Give to Weight Loss God's Way to get into the challenge. End of the year giving is its whole different kind of giving on its own. But either way, give. And for anyone who gives $1,000 or more, I'll be seeing you a lot more. All right, you guys, have a great day. Thank you so much for continually just spurring me on, encouraging this. My staff, the team, our Revelation Wallace instructors all over the world. Um, you are telling us it's making a difference and you're telling us what you we would like to see more of to continue to grow. And we could not be more interested and excited to help do that with you. So, all right, you guys, have a great day. Peace. And even if you've been doing this for a while, you still need this. We still need to come back to the basics because it's very easy for us, especially when it comes to the body and the physical world that we live in, to kind of slowly just float back off into well, I really would like to lose 10 pounds. I really, you know, we, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But if that becomes the driving motivation, you will get all tangled up and twisted up and feel maybe hope, maybe like you're nailing it for a little bit, but then it it flips back on you. You were made to be you in the design that God has made you for. 
for the purposes of your life. And however your body fits into that will fall into place. Some seasonal, you might have a few pounds up, you might be a few pounds down. The rest of the fitness world is going to teach you modification tools to kind of hold on to it and manage it for the rest of your life. In Christ, we are told in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory, like victory means victory. You're on top of it. It's under your feet. There's a reason why people stand on podiums and go to the first place means victory. High and supported and above it. And that thing is under your feet, that you rule it. It no longer rules you. And then you can step back into the world without feeling like afraid. Fear has nothing to do with God. Perfect love drives out fear so that you truly live wise, aware, and able to make good choices. So let's talk about this today. Okay. So this um, podcast, hi, all right, you're coming in. And yes, I am going to turn this into a podcast. I would love for you to, in the comments, please, right now, if you can, um, I want you to comment, first of all, if binge eating, let me define this. First of all, we I received a question from a gal back in our community page. So there is a page called the Official Revelation Wellness Community. It's a group page. So you can post and share. You can be part of our, our coaches are back there. It's really just like a forum for people to come on back, be in community. They use RevWell TV. Um, if you're a monthly partner with us, you get RevWell TV. We encourage you to do that for any donation amount of $10 or more. You get our monthly subscription or monthly gift to you is movement, teaching, all this stuff. Um, But mostly we want you to move your body and also learn how to be still in your body. The body is trying to tell us something. Uh, And this post was back there. There There's a question of a gal who asked about, could you address binge eating? I've struggled with it. I have times that I really feel like I get on top of it and I'm doing good, but then I find myself wanting to do it even more and then I'm restricting, yeah? Because she's controlling it, getting on top of it, but then she finds herself wanting to lose more and more weight and into a vicious cycle of that was never was never meant to get to that point where again it's controlling you in a whole nother way, yeah? So she asked that question. This was actually a few months ago and I'm like, I'm going to get to that. And I just felt like it's time. We need to get to that because of the season we're in and also the new year that we're going to and emotional eating or binge eating versus overeating. So let's define there's overeating and then there's binge eating. And by the way, take notes. This is really good to write things down if you're not on the move or on the go. Even if you never look at the notes again, you write down these high points. It will stay in your brain your, your hippocampus will light up, take that information and apply it up to your prefrontal medial cortex and it's there as a seed. Um, so binge eating versus overeating. First of all, overeating. Everyone does it from time to time. <laughs> you know, like you just ate a little bit more than you should have. It tasted really good. And you thought you got caught up in the party or the holiday or the the, the friends and you're just like, you know, you knew you're overeating, but you just kind of kind of went for it. Okay, that happens. It happens a lot right now. So if you've done that before, in the comments, say, yep, done that before. And you kind of know because you go to bed and you're like, oh, or you, you go the rest of the night, you're like, oh, I don't feel good. My pants hurt. I might feel, you might feel gassy. You just don't feel good after. And so you're able to at least resonate with the feeling of what it feels like afterwards, uncomfortable. 
that's overeating. We all kind of do it from time to time. It's nothing to shame. Yep, done that before. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to like, you know, you don't need to go to a doctor or be seen or start any medical medicine, uh, you know, intervention. You just have to be aware of it. And more likely, if you are at that point, you just kind of you overeat from time to time. Um, you are able to, you know, pull back in and be like, okay, that didn't feel good. I'm I'm sober minded. I'm not gonna turn around the next day and do it again or again and again. So, binge eating, binge eating, is overeating that is that is coupled with a loss of control, a loss of control followed by overwhelming feelings of shame and guilt. Just those cycle, you can see how that's a mental cycle. It's actually, uh, it's unhealthy, mental dishealth or unhealth for us because the reason we eat is because we feel a loss of control. Man, and if that just isn't life, welcome to the human race. (laughs) And that's what we all tend to do is we're looking for control. I really think bottom line, that's one of at least here for fitness people, people that are drawn to wellness, food, you know, kind of goal, personal development, developing that kind of um, moving and advancing. That's a control thing. We want control. We want to feel like we're in the driver's seat of our life in some way. And so when we feel loss of control, it turns us to turn towards something. So for some of you, let me just ask you that question. What do you do when you feel out of control? When you feel like Uh, You feel disoriented, you feel afraid, you feel uncertain, you know, that that wishy-washy, whatever it might be, worry, anxiety. What do you do? Because some of you, it's not food. That's why this teaching applies to everyone. So what do you do? For me, not necessarily food, probably because I go to the other side of like controlling it, like, oh no, I'm not going to do that. Um, for me, I know my way of control is through um, using my words, <laughs> getting big, uh, really expressing my emotions. And honestly, people either are um, suppressors or spitters or spewers. You know, I'm a spewer. And honestly, they, there's studies that are done on this that people are generally in better mental health if they're spewers. Sad part is you're hurting all the other people around you. Yikes, right? You personally are in better health because it's coming out of you, but you're causing dishealth, unhealth for people around you. So that's how hurting people keep hurting people. It is personally more painful and toxic and unhealthy and mentally, your mental health is, um, and is something to consider or be concerned about if you suppress And you just push down. And so you don't come out with your words. You actually put, maybe you suppress or put something in. So am I, am I nailing some of you? Like some of you are going, yup, yup, yup. Um, binge eaters, people that are used, turn to food as a loss to feel control, um, often are more people pleasers. See, and I'm not really, I mean, we all have attributes of people pleasing in us. I don't really, I tend to be more of a, 
well, forget, you know, like I'll take care of it myself and I don't need people. Come on, you guys, by the way, Elisa Keaton, you get the honest thing here. I just, I can only teach you what is real and true and what the Lord is teaching me. And I can only be taught as much as I'm willing to be transparent with him. And trust me, I don't teach you, there's some things he teaches me that are just for me, but there's things that he teaches me that I'm like, oh, that's for all of us. So when I feel that, that, a loss of control, out out it goes. And for those of you that push in, tend to be those that will use food to control things. All right, so that's just differentiate. We all kind of fall on the spectrum. We're all in and out of the spectrum. But for those who continually turn to food and then feel the fear, shame, and guilt of it, it is truly tends to be a mental um, health concern. It's something to just be concerned about. But here's the good news. As I said, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, we have been given victory through Christ. And I'm not just going to throw Bible verses at you today. I'm actually going to give you some practical teachings, things that I want, I would love to see you put into practice so that you can stand in victory. Now, a lot of this, it means practice. You have to do these things. It's never a one and done. When it comes to the body, it is never a one and done. Like, take care of that. You have to continually tend to it just like you have to brush your teeth it's hygiene there's mental hygiene there's physical hygiene there's emotional hygiene you have to be cleaning and cleansing yourself and showing up to do it every day if you didn't brush your teeth but once a month yeah that'd be that'd be interesting you would know you would feel that okay and not only would you feel it but your teeth would have on there'd be you know disease disease in your in your um in your oral health so okay all right so that's the difference and i wanted to find now what to do okay here we go you ready exactly i'm excited are you excited here's what to do because you're not without hope and remember for those of you that are believers in christ you have victory you're not just going to get another you know 10 steps to tie around your neck there are steps because practice requires procedure like there's stepping through things that will help to strengthen you but you're never to become a slave to the steps you take the steps to get you closer towards christ's freedom the victory that you have this he hung on the cross for overeaters he hung on the cross for people who feel out of control he hung on the cross for people that are going to feel shame all of that he endured looked at it and with joy set before him, he endured it all so that we could stand on the other side of knowing that food has no master of me. Fear has no master of me. Money's not mastering me. Christ and Christ alone. Okay, so first thing to do, what to do. I'm going to talk about what to do and then I'm going to talk about how to do it. Because right now I'm going to tell you what to do. But even in that, I find a lot of teachings tell you what to do, but then they don't tell me how to do it. It's kind of like... I, I've been doing this teaching lately of like, we learn things, you go, to, you go to school to learn things, but nobody taught you how to learn. Yeah, isn't that true? Well, how do I, how do I memorize things? How do I, how does my mind learn? So I'm gonna teach you what, and I'm gonna teach you how. So what to do, first thing you have to do is you have got to make friends with yourself. You have to make friends with yourself. You feel out of control. If someone is out of control, the last thing they need is one to be ignored is to not to just let nobody see oh my god so let's let's put this in a word picture 
If you saw somebody, how about that? This is the only thing that's coming to mind. You're, you're walking down the road and you see a car driving and it is going up on the curb and like smashing into things. It looks like it's going to hit trees. It looks like it's going to hit a kid. Like it is out of control. Are you just going to keep walking by? <laughs> no, you're going to stop. You're going to be alarmed. You're going to feel like worried initially. You're going to go, and now this is where where our mental health kind of shows up. Some of you will freeze, like not know what to do. But what is needed here is someone to be a helper. Someone either call 911 or to do something to intercede to help this situation. Not ignore it or hurt it. <laughs> like it's being a helper to the situation. So when we feel out of control, and we know that we're going to do something because something's been said or something's been done. The first thing we need is a friend. You've got to become a friend to yourself. And, and, and I'll tell you, and I know people will be like, well, shouldn't I go to Jesus first? Y- yes, but you can't come to him until you come to yourself. Luke 15 talks about the prodigal son. And it's interesting. And it says in verse, I think it's verse 17 or 18 or 17 or 19, that the prodigal came to himself and then he came to the father. Then he knew like, oh my gosh, I should go back home because at least in my father's house, I could have meals there. I, I, I could be better off than I am here. But prior to that, he was longing to be to eat the pods that the pigs were eating. Notice that it's food, his belly, his hunger. And he was longing to eat something disgusting and he came to himself. He couldn't get what he needed. He's like, even if I could just get the pig food. But then he couldn't have it and he came to himself. That's like to come together to yourself, to make friends to yourself. So the first thing you need to do is that goes back to go listen to podcast 406 and 409 on the Revelation Wellness. I've been talking about creating lasting change this new year. Change that lasts. Getting goals that last. You know what they have to be founded on? Kindness. Kindness. Because kindness leads us to repentance. Kindness is the way to a new way. Kindness. So we have to be kind to ourselves. We have to become a friend to ourselves. So not ignoring it, not shouting at ourselves. Just you need a friend. What would a friend do? What would a friend do right then and that moment when you feel out of control? Okay, so that's the first thing is be a friend to yourself. And again, this is what to do. And I'm going to talk about how because some of you are like, Lisa, I don't even know how to be kind to myself. I'm going to come to that in a second. Uh, the next thing is the acronym SOAP. Because remember, I talked about hygiene. We got to clean our mind. We got to clean and, and clean up whatever is, is infecting us and causing us to go into an unhealthy cycle. So the acronym SOAP, and it stands for this. The first thing, to become a friend to yourself, you need some soap. And the first thing is to soften soften in a moment that you feel out of control a friend would come kindly come on you guys isn't this so true i've been saying it a lot and you go read go follow me on instagram my personal page but just this whole thing because this is i'm i'm applying this to my own life i'm a really good motivator inspiration i can make change i know what to do but there's something still that in process for me and it is kindness to myself I am hard on others because I'm hard on myself. You are hard on others because you're hard on yourself. 
And you're hard on yourself because somebody who was supposed to be kind and soft and gentle with you wasn't. And the reason they weren't is because somebody wasn't to them. And it's this generational passing the baton of striving, of, of fear, shame, guilt. We, we run on this high-octane fuel of fear instead of love. But I'm here to say, the good news is, I'm learning this. And I'm applying it with my kids. My kids are a new generation. They don't have what I had. And I had a lack of parenting. Um, studies also show for people that are binge eaters or have an eating disorder, not disordered eating, like again, sometimes we all overeat, um, have a, are lacking attachment. They have a lack of attachment. So as a child, they didn't feel close to a mother or father. They didn't feel safe. Come on, am I preaching now? If this is true, please put up some hearts because we need people to see this. Because this is, this is what I think is a human cry of the heart right now is that we are very connected socially this way and this social media stuff, but we are so disconnected and that we weren't connected in our youth place, our young place. We weren't held, we weren't hugged, we weren't told kind things. And it's not our parents' fault. Can we take them off the hook? They were really trying. They don't have all this information like we now have all this cool neuroscience and we can understand behavioral health more and all these really cool understanding of neurogenesis and neuropathways and and the ability to not just do what your parents did. I feel like we are that generation that now can do something different than our parents did. Our parents just did what they knew to do and they really did love you. And I'm sorry you weren't hugged and held and given tenderness and, and kisses. And when you were sick, anyone, when you were sick, you were just told to kind of snap out of it and get better and bite the rag and suck it up. Like uh, how many men have been told, um, don't cry, don't be a baby, don't, you know, like grow up. Like we think we're doing something to help our children when what our kids have needed was kindness and firmness. Not just kindness, not, I don't, I'm also not an advocate of everyone gets a trophy and everyone gets everyone. Like, no, you have to also learn choices and consequences, reaping and sowing, but we can do that in a really kind, safe way. Is this not the heart of God? That is so the heart of God. He's kind. He's firm. And all of his hard teachings and hard stuff is for our well-being. Even if it feels uncomfortable and it comes against our ego, our selfishness, our comfort zone. Okay. So, soften. Everyone right now, soften your face. Don't like scowl your face, just soften. You know, one of the best ways to actually soften your face is to actually just put a soft smile on your face instead of like heavy clenching of the jaw, furrowing of the brow, that all of it just can soften. And you can do that with a very soft smile. Soften. Practice different ways of softening. You can even do it right now by squeezing. This is actually another trick for people um, with anxiety or any kind of um, you know, mental health, trying to overcome anxiety or depression. They'll have them clench their whole body tight, 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 and then relax. Relax. You know, my daughter has done this since she was a little girl. We didn't even know why she was doing it. She would be, um, hold on, I got to check something. She would be just drawing. I would look over at her at her drawing table. And um, <laughs> my mom, I remember my mom going, is she okay? She would just kind of do this, like make this, like squish her face together. 
And it was little. She was maybe two or three years old. And then she would just stop. And, you know, we weren't sure. And I just thought, well, it's just what she does. Ends up, she has battled with anxiety and feeling like overwhelmed emotionally. She's super smart and sensitive and feels a room, walks in and can feel that social energy. Um, but she'll still to this day, I'll look over and she'll just mm, like kind of squish up. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, it just feels good. And then she'll let go. So it's a practice of finding a soft place. Yeah? This, that, that's a good right there. Soften. Soften. I did a teaching of Be Still and Be Love on spaciousness. More space. Less constriction. More, wait a minute. There's more space here than I, than I think. Let me soften myself here. The next thing is to observe. So S, soften. O, observe. Just as you can soften, again, you're creating more space and you can just observe yourself. Observe what you're doing. There's a part of you. Ephesians 2 says, when you are a believer in Christ, there's a part of you that is now seated in the heavenly realms. You are seated with Christ. There is your, your soul part, your, your, your true identity of who you are is with Christ and has the perspective of heaven to earth. So whenever I need to just get, wait a minute, I'm getting really angry at this person or I'm feeling, un- I'm not feeling heard, I'm feel whatever, I have to go, okay, soften and then pull back to observe or to just kind of become, get an, an objective, like um, be more objective of the uh, situation. I talk about this in 406 and 409 as well, about the three O's of kindness so to be more observed, like, let me, let me look at myself. Do I want to hold my face this way? How am I posturing myself? How am I sitting at this table right now? Oh, okay, hold on. It is this ability. We have this ability. We are not just stuck in this body. You have an ability to be an observer. To, to, it's why you can feel empathy and be with someone else even when you're in yourself. You're feeling their emotions because you're, you can kind of step outside yourself and observe and feel and absorb what's going on around you if you become more aware that you're not stuck in this concrete body. You can step back and observe. The next one is O. That, this is to acknowledge. Or A. We did O. A is to acknowledge. That means you have to acknowledge, I am feeling angry. I am feeling ignored. I am feeling rejected. Uh, I'm feeling pain. Whatever it is, you have to be able to be like, ooh, I'm feeling this because suffering and joy are shared experience. You have to realize you're not alone in it and you can observe it and then kind of come back to yourself in a way of like, come to yourself as we've learned in Luke 15. You can... Be acknowledging of what it is going on. You got, I'm telling you right now, you want to end, you want to end emotional eating, binge eating, S-O-A and then P. You continue to scrub in and scrub out and you'll honestly, you live in victory. So to acknowledge what's going on, acknowledge the trigger, acknowledge, be a learner, be curious, acknowledge it. And then you have the ability in the P to wonder, what do I need? Which stands for provision. What do I need here? What's the provision? What am I really need? Am I needing a sleeve of Oreo cookies? No. Do I want? Yes, that's different. But when you are able to pull away, soften, 
observe, acknowledge, and look for provision, you'll realize, I don't, although I want that, I don't really need that. And those few little steps of moments will allow you to do something different. Okay. Uh, The good news about all this is that as you practice these, this is a new way that, that to interrupt the cycle because you have victory in Christ, your mind can renew. All of this is new neural pathways. Now, on a very practical physiological um, approach, if you are someone who is a binge eater, physiologically, um, and, and an overeater, continually over and binge eating, it's, mo- it's pretty likely that you have burned out um, leptin in your body. It's a, a chemical hormone that gets released that tells you <coughs> Pardon me. It tells you you're full. Leptin. Ghrelin tells you you're hungry. And that's probably been affected too. The brain, these are neural pathways in the brain because the brain talks to the body and then the body releases the chemicals it needs. The brain is sending messages to the body. And by the way, the body is sending messages to the brain. It works both ways. It's a two-way street. But ghrelin and leptin get distorted and you can't really rely on them anymore to tell you oh i'm full i don't need to eat anymore or oh i'm i'm hungry no i'm not really hungry i'm just bored whatever it is so so that being said these practices of interrupting softening observing acknowledging and looking for provision a need to get met in a healthy way not an unhealthy way because binge eating is an unhealthy way of getting a healthy need met that's what the definition of sin is, by the way. Having uh, healthy needs met in an unhealthy way. Right needs or righteous needs met in an unrighteous way. That's what sin does. So <clears throat> you can create these new things as you become aware and mindful. You want to create new neurogenesis in your brain, a new way to a new you that requires you. You got It requires you to start the practice of kindness. And with practicing kindness, that is a practicing softness, practicing curiosity, that is where mindfulness comes in. This is why you've heard of mindful eating. All right, well, you have to practice. Before you even worry about eating, you just have to learn to be mindful, period. I saw a meme yesterday that said the word mindful versus mindful, so M-I-N-D-F-U-L-L, mindful meaning chaos, chaos, and this would have like this scribble of like, yep, that's what it looks like. My mind is very full versus mindful. It is that I can become an observer. It's called introception. I know it's a funny word. Introceptivity. It's the ability for somebody to observe what's going on inside of themselves. It's a trained skill. It's not something a three-year-old has. A two-year-old has. But it's cool. I think in schools they're starting to teach kids this a little bit earlier, how to become aware of themselves more and not just reacting to the playground and the things. Introceptivity, you do this in mindfulness. This is why we do the Be Still and Be Loved podcast, everyone. Go to Revelation Wellness, Be Still and Be Loved. This is why we encourage you to do Weight Loss God's Way, that challenge, because there's going to be practices and times that we say, Be mindful. What's going on? Ask yourself this question regarding your relationship to your food, relationship to your body, relationship to whatever it is that's bothering you. All right, so we need to practice. 
And this is what I call fire drills. Um, mindfulness, yeah, introspectivity. Um, mindfulness, practicing being mindful, meaning sitting in silence. You can do this today. Everyone, raise your hand. You want to do this today? Have fun with this. I don't know what time it is where you're at, but wherever you are, there's probably a window somewhere, unless you're in a closet like me, and you can just sit down, no music, no phone, no phone, put the phone in another room, put it down. Y'all, we just need to put the phone down. <laughs> that is not, this is not helping mindfulness at all. This is mindful, F-U-L-L, full, 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 scroll, scroll, scroll. Mm. You will have to carve out ways of quiet. And so you sit down at a window or outside is even better because outside you get out into nature, into the biome of nature. Your garden inside of you was created for the garden outside in the world. You connect to your environment. Some people will take their shoes off, go for a walk in their grass outside. And all it does is help connect you back to openness, observing, and just sit down and look at the tree. Watch it move in the wind. Turn your head and look over here and see the mountain. It's really simple. I know, I know this is where it sounds. Y'all, Mr. Rogers was so right. Like, go on. That quiet and slow. It will frustrate you initially. It'll feel like a waste of time. You think, you will think, and it's not you thinking, it's an enemy accusing you that it's doing nothing. You will think that. This is a waste of time. Why am I doing this? Well, but I would like you to observe how good it feels just to sit in silence. You guys, it's so simple. It's so simple. I feel silly even teaching it, but I also feel like Joan of Arc, raise a sword and like tell everyone there is no way around this. The ability to practice this softness, this openness, this acknowledgement and finding provision of what we really need is in that quiet space. A lot of us as, as children who did not have healthy attachment to parents did not have a quiet, safe place. You didn't have it. It was a lot of noise. It was a lot of movement. It was a lot of take care of yourself, a lot of hiding, a lot of guilt, a lot of protection, self-protection every day. It's exhausting. You feel like every day is war where instead of, wait a minute, the Lord is on the throne. He died to give me peace. The punishment was on him that brought me peace. If we don't have a practice of peace, we are literally living a punishing life for ourselves. We are just saying, no, life is better to punish myself. I'm okay. I've learned how to do that. I'm going to just keep doing that. You have to have a practice for peace. Find it today. Make it happen. For some of you, I would encourage you, like, peace to not be um, very active. And this is another, I'm going to do a whole other teaching on this, but self-compassion and kindness and love and tenderness um, for ourselves can be found in two avenues. One is in really energizing things. So like going on a hike or doing RevWell TV, or sweating, or moving, or adventure, or travel, like that can feel really fulfilling and, and edifying. That's good, but there's also the other side, which is warmth and comfort. It's like being on a blanket, but not just vegging out to Netflix. So like get a blanket, put it on, and sit. 
Maybe some of you who are in really cold weather, like just put a blanket around you in front of the fire and feel the warmth and the kindness of God. Like he gave you the blanket. He gave you a fire. This softness and tenderness. It's both that gas pedal, brake pedal. Parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system need to learn how to modulate. All right. Simple? Yes. Easy? No, because you have to do it. (laughs) But it is easy and it's simple. I'm not asking you for a lot. This is probably the simplest plan for you to have the healthiest relationship with food, to become a healthy eater kindness softness towards yourself what do i really need what am i feeling what's going on what is the what is the adversity that is coming against me to try and get me to lose myself luke 15:17 but when he came to himself but when she came to herself she softened she observed came open <clears throat> She acknowledged she wasn't afraid of calling fear, fear, or insecurity, insecurity, or shame, or hopelessness, whatever. You're not, you can acknowledge it. It's there to teach you something. It's not as threatening and violent as you think. And then she was able to find provision. Just like the prodigal son who's like, I can go home. That's what I need to do. I need to go home. And all of this, you guys, I'm telling you, all this is a gift of the Lord. Everything I'm teaching you today is just a gift of the Lord. This is the grace of God. He is kind to the evildoer and those who choose him. He's that that kind. See, and now for some of us, that offends us and goes, why is he so kind to the people that don't deserve it? That's where you need to soften, open, acknowledge, and don't worry. That's judgment. We don't judge. Judgment is a great way to continue a cycle of fear, shame, and guilt. Judging yourself, condemning yourself. Jesus says, judge not, you will not be judged. Condemn not, you will not be condemned. Forgive, release, open, and you'll be forgiven. Give and it'll be given to you. However you use it, it will be measured back to you. I love that. The Lord goes, how much you use this soap, Elisa? You soften, you open, you acknowledge, and you come and ask me, what do you, what's the provision? What do you need? I'll keep measuring it back to you. As you use it, it'll be measured back to you. Press down, shaking, running over in your lap, all this goodness. And it costs, it costs everyone else nothing. <laughs> Every, remember, I said I'm a, those people that go out end up hurting, creating more damage around you. And those people that push in are hurting them almost, their own self. And instead of that, we'll have life running over. Okay. Any questions, y'all? I'm gonna I'm gonna say a prayer. I'd love because I love to close these teachings out with a prayer because all of this, anything I can share with you is a gift of God <laughs> and something that I'm putting into practice, and I want to encourage you guys to do it as well. Um, would you share this podcast or share it? Well, yeah, like I said, it'll become a podcast. Listen to it again, share it, share this here. You can hit share right now on your page and just share it, um, and tag anyone who needs to hear this. Go over the podcast, subscribe and follow the podcast. Every week we're putting out something where we ask you to, remember I talked about kindness, which is an activity and doing and sweating and breathing and kind of exhilarating things. We do that in the Revving the Word podcast. And the be still, the be quiet, comfort yourself. 
Acknowledge yourself. Come, make friends with yourself. Become a friend to yourself and you're a really good friend of God. I cannot be a good friend of God if I am hating myself. This is why I love others as you love yourself. Love God and know that you're part of the equation too. Everything, all this teaching is inside of the love of God. I've shared this with you today because I want to share the love of God with you. But now it's, it's on us. It's on us to go, I am not kind to myself. I hate myself. I've been at war with myself. I feel afraid. And a lot of this, I said, has to do with attachment. So we can attach ourselves to the Lord and he helps us become very good observers of ourselves. All right. So Lord, thank you so much. I thank you for this community. I thank you for Facebook. Thank you for how you use it to give us transforming information, not just filling our minds with more stuff, Lord, but stuff that will truly set us free to become the people you've created us to be. Lord, right now I bind up all the accusing thoughts in people's minds that keep them driving and feeling out of control, Lord. (laughs) The funny thing is we feel like we're driving and in control, but we're still out of control. So we bind up in Jesus' name, loss of control, and we turn it over to you as surrender, to release it to you, God, to soften our hands. We open our hands and dump it at your feet because it's what you died for, to give us in exchange a garment of praise instead of a spirit of fainting, to open the doors for the captives, for those that are bound to become free, and for those that feel poor, God, they receive good news. There's good news in you. There is more available to us than we can even begin to ask or imagine, Lord. So I pray for a revival of mindfulness. Be aware that the kingdom is at hand and that the victory is ours in Christ Jesus. Pray, God, for new appetites for people. I pray for their ability to acknowledge their pain and their hurt, to go into the deepest places that fear and shame and guilt have kept them out of instead of just turning to food, Lord. So come in and heal us, Father, and we'll be healed. We pray for those that are uh, considering this new year as a year to get healthy and whole, Lord. So be it in Jesus' name. Give them a spirit of kindness in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all, don't forget, Weight Loss God's Way, go sign up. I'll put the link up at the top. Um, Sign up for Weight Loss God's Way. You have until January 2nd to give any donation.